0: Today is Ascension Day or Ascension Sunday. Actually, Ascension Day is Thursday. It's the day we celebrate the, the, the time at the end of Jesus' ministry after he was resurrected, that he went back to be with the Father. And if we keep reading the scriptures, what we find out is Jesus now sits at the right hand of God on the throne and advocates for us. So you read a scripture a while ago that tells us a little about what happens. If you read Acts, which was written by Luke, and you read Luke, which was written by Luke, and Matthew, which was written by Matthew, (laughs) you find there's a little bit of wiggle room about how this happened. Luke has him outside of Bethany. Uh, Matthew has him in Galilee. It doesn't matter where it was. It matters that it was. You with me on that? In Luke, what it says is he gathered them all together and he blessed them. Can you imagine being in a crowd and being blessed by Jesus? You know what happens today. You just don't see. Still happens that Jesus blesses. So that's what we hear in uh, in that scripture. Then in Matthew, He goes up on a mountain, and He again blesses. And I'm going to read that part for you, if I may. It's at the end of Matthew. Sometimes when you do a sermon, what happens to you is when you intend to go full bore on Ascension Sunday, it just kind of stops you and you, you go right to him. Does that ever happen to you? Mean? It's like, okay, don't go there. Go here. So what we have here is what we call the Great Commission that tells the story of Jesus getting ready to ascend. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee and to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Good night, nurse. How much more do these guys need to be able to believe in Jesus? All they have seen. It goes on on twenty-eight, eighteen. Then Jesus came to them and said, Now I want you to underline this in your Bible, will you? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, I got to that when I'm working on the sign. It goes, okay, stop. What did it say to do, Bill? It said for me to teach everything Jesus commanded. Wow, He commanded a lot of stuff. So I thought I'd better go back. I went all the way back on the, to the Sermon on the Mount. And I've got to tell you, years ago, I used to be part of a cavalry reenactment group, the 4th Cavalry in the Texas Panhandle River, where they were fighting the Indians. And my greatest joy was to get to do a Sermon on a Horse, a Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> Not everybody can say they've done it. <laughs> so where I ended up was, okay, I've been kind of wanting to ask the questions that Jesus asked him. Dr. Brother Cook wants to talk about the commandments. Well, I'm going to put a few of those together today. If you've got a Bible, I want you to go to Matthew 7. There it is. I'm going to wait until you get there. I've got a couple of scriptures. I will not get in a hurry about you finding your scriptures today. Yeah. For those of you that don't want to pick up the Bible. I'll read it off the wall so it looks like what you have. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Are you paying attention? Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Wow. You know, don't you want Jesus just to say sweet, loving things to us? But He says this right they the ground on the mountain. Do you know why? He said, that. You're not going to talk back to me. I get it. He said, don't judge because we do. Do you know anybody that has gone a lifetime without judging? No. You do not. Then why would Jesus say something like this? Is it something that we just can't do? Is the bar so high that we can't jump it? Two things. He said it because we judge. He also said it because it's something we can do. We can stop. We can stop judging. That's where we can go. We can just quit. When you look at that, I want you to understand I I have one of those uh, dual Spanish-English Bibles. That's about as good as my Spanish gets. That when it says plank, see these beams up here? Those in in your house is called a viga. In Spanish it says, why do you have one of those beams that's as large as your house? Why do you have that in your eye? You walk around, you look in the mirror, and you totally miss it. But there it is. You're busy judging. And the Scriptures are very clear that as much as you judge, it's going to come back at you. Right? Let me go over here to Luke. Luke says the same thing almost in Luke 6. Starting with verse 37. Okay, you Bible people, I'm waiting. Luke 6, 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. You know that kind of implies that what happens if you don't forgive? Do you get that? Give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and will we, we'll be poured into your letter. For well, with the measure you use, it it will be measured to you. And you drop down to verse 41. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck of your brother's eye. Both Matthew and Luke use the word hypocrite. I'll remember Years ago, you remember the, the uh, cartoon family circus that they had in the Sunday paper? Showed a little boy at church standing on the pew looking back, and he says, Dad, where's all those hypocrites you said were here? <laughs> well, we're all here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Fewer of us this week than last week, but we're all here. A hypocrite, if you look it up, Means a person that wears a mask, pretends to be one thing, but is another. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the condemnation kind of that we as a church get. One of my great friends, is, I, I asked him, why do you not come to church? And he says, because you guys can't do what you say. Man, I hurt. And it's true. It's what he's, he's right. We don't do what we say. So for that reason, Jesus said, don't judge. Now I've got a test for you here. Here Gary, you get to see it first. Okay, the test for the day. What do you see? Okay, I'm guessing I'm guessing there's going to be three different answers. I see a black dot. I see a black dot on a white piece of paper. I see a white piece of paper with a black dot. Did you hear the difference? What do you zoom in on when you see people? Right here. Right? This is going to hurt when you throw through because it's so true is you see people coming at you and you see them as an it not a person they're people they are souls wrapped in a body they're not black dots they're the white piece of paper that I guarantee you have black dots every one of us. So why did Jesus tell us to quit judging? Because we do. How do you stop? You use that word. Stop. When it goes into your head, go, okay God, hear this prayer. Whoops. Don't know if you've ever used the whoops prayer before, but there it is. He understands. God created us to enjoy each other. So I want to talk a little bit about what the things are that we judge. I want to, I've got a little bit of a list, but it starts out with a few years ago I read a survey about what's the first thing that you pay attention to when you see each other. Shoes. No, you're right. Do you know what everybody on here wrote what their shoes look like? <laughs> you don't you don't have a clue you don't care what shoes people have on so who did they ask that question to the Gucci crowd and by the way Gucci's come out with a line of children called Gucci Gucci goo <laughs> <laughs> a little levity there if you are up but you think about the things that we do, that we see, that we judge people on. Height, weight, hair, <laughs> <laughs> clothes, accent, car, and as you'll remember, we'll study, et cetera, et You've got your own personal list, don't you? And you didn't come up with it on your own, you learned it. You learned it well. I grew up in a place that taught us well how to judge, really good at it. This week has been torment for me because I'm so good at judging. I've had too many times to say this week the whoops prayer. So, what's your list? You know what it is. Then we go into prejudice. We judge before we ever get to know anybody. Right? You got all these categories that you can just sweep around in all of your what 25 years? Isn't that about how old most of y'all are? All this stuff you've got collected that you this data that you have about people and you immediately apply it to somebody you see that walks up. Whoa. Whoa, Lord. Sorry. Uh Uh-oh. That's what it's called. It's called prejudice. Judging before we ever get to know anybody. If you will sit down with somebody and get to learn their soul and let them get to learn your soul, you will find out you've got another person sitting next to you just like you that has the same problems you have, the same needs that you have. So you might think that prejudice is a new thing. Kind of like an 18th, 19th century, 21st. first. No, it goes way back to last week. We heard it read right here that in Acts 11, 1 through 3, Peter shows up at the early church. And the leaders are all there. They want to have a chat with him because he's been off hanging out with the wrong crowd. He's hanging out with people that did not go through the ceremony that made them Jews first, then they could be Christians. That's what the church guys told him. He said, you better watch out. You're hanging out with the wrong bunch. They're not like us. And Peter said, I'll tell you what happened. He said, you guys remember Pentecost for us, for the Holy Spirit came on He said, I was with these Gentiles that are not like us. And while we're praying, the Holy Spirit just came over us, just like it did with us. And they all went, huh. Just for your biblical knowledge, that's called the Gentile Pentecost. So that was been going on since the church was earthed a long time ago. So when we talk about accents, I don't have one. they all I keep noticing, you got an accent. So I recognize I have a Texas Panhandle accent, it's not going to go away, I'm too old. But there's accents in the Bible. Over in Judges 12, the Gileadites are fighting a group called Ephraimites. There will be a test on the way, if you can't say those two names, you've got to stay. So what happens is the Gileadites know that the Ephraimites who have been whipped have got to get back across the Jordan. And what they do is they all rush to the places where they can cross. And they wait. And when the Ephraimites come up, they say, are you an Ephraimite? Oh, no. No, I'm not. And they said, okay, say this word. I'll say it and then I'm going to spell it for you because you need to know this word. Shibboleth. S-H-I-B-B-O-L-E-T-H. Shibboleth. Well, what happens the Ephraimites could only say Shibboleth they didn't last long after they said it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been going to church since I could see. And I'm recognizing the fact that churches have said shibboleth. You know what I'm talking about? If you don't believe just like this, you can't be one of us. Say shibboleth. And you can't say it, you better go somewhere else. We do it to each other. We expect to be able to humanly confine each other to what makes us feel comfortable. We want you to look like us. We want you to act like us. Good Lord, I hope nobody looks or acts like us. So what we do is put our own ought to's, should's, and lust on people. There are two phrases that are called injunctions, which you may have grown up and heard. We always and we never. you ever hear that growing up? I'm a nickel. We nickels always and we never. It's a chivalry. It's what we do to each other to judge. You gotta look like us you got to act like that. My wife and I have this great friend that lives in Moscow. He grew up going to church in Norwalks. That's the way you say that, you know. It's not New Orleans. Norwalks. But he would go to church in the last two hours and he ended up just having a great time. And when he would get home, he said, My mother is the most godly human I've ever met. Yet yeah, this lady, after two hours at church, would get home and she'd say, Did you see sister and so-and-so? Do you think she thinks she looks good in that dress? <laughs> <laughs> now you guys, when you get out of here and go eat, you don't go talking about each other. <laughs> okay. It's okay what dress you wear, whether you look good or not. As long as you people okay. Here's a story about a church, it was probably in Virginia, back in the late 60's. Remember the hippies? Actually, sorry for you young ones that don't understand the hippie thing. Long hair, big up t-shirts, holding your jeans, probably no shoes. It's one of those old the churches in Virginia. You know, stained glass windows, the white pews with the brown wood on each end. Where you dress up as good as you can dress is one of those churches. And just at the beginning of the church, this kid in his early twenties walks in and walks all the way down the front on that carpet and sits down and crosses his legs a hush ran over the crowd as to what we're about to do. What's going to happen? And the story is that the most revered old man in the church stood up. Everybody looked to see what he was going to do. Anticipation. That old man slowly walked down to the front. He looked down at that young man sat down and crossed his legs and sat next to it. Can we afford to do that? We don't judge. We can't do it. It just doesn't matter. So how do we stop? How do we stop doing it? Paul wrote in Romans 12, verse 2. Something that's very helpful for us. It's very simple. It may be one of the scriptures that you've heard a lot. It was for me. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have a thinking problem. And the way to make it stop is to say, Stop. We start everything right here. When we start looking at somebody and start running down our list to judge, we got to say, stop. And say that works prayer. Did it again, God. We've got to work on this. So don't conform. Just because the rest of the world says you can be mean and ugly about what you say about people, Christ calls us out of that. He calls us to be different. He calls us to be people that love Him and understand Him. Now I'm going to go to one of those commandments that Jesus gave. It's real simple, it's in John 15 verse 12. It's one of those, if you want to underline the Bible, it's one of those good to do that. Jesus simply said to us, "My command is this: love each other as I have loved you." So, how did Jesus love you? How much? How much judging has Jesus done on you? He looks at us and he said, "Damn through the centuries, this is what we're up to, church: love each other just like I have loved you." I'm going to loosely to quote He said, "If I'm busy loving people, I don't have time to judge." I mean, think, gentlemen, people of the cross, people of the Bible, we're called out of society to be different, to be lovers of people, and to not judge. Because if you do, Jonah, you're going to get a lap full. God, thank you. Thank you that you teach us. And thank you that we live in that in-between space when you were here on earth. And now that you're getting ready to come back. We thank you that you have ascended and gone into heaven to be with your Father. But you have left commands for us. And today let us hear those commands, and this one, teach us not to judge. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.